0: Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve, and following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in couples counseling. Be sure to send me your questions that you want me to address on the podcast. You can email me at info at drwyattfisher.com and put podcast in the subject line. Also, be sure to follow me on your favorite social media channel. I'm at Dr. Wyatt Fisher. When was the last time you gave your marriage an entire day? When was the last time you and your partner had undivided attention? When was the last time you learned how to develop a successful marriage? Well, now's your chance. You can attend my Total Marriage Refresh Conference coming up in Denver, Colorado, October 28th. This is my signature conference that I've been doing for over 10 years, and it's one of the most exciting events you want to attend. It's an entire day for you and your partner to focus, laugh, learn, grow, and heal. If you want to attend, click the link in the description to learn more. Today I'm going to talk about five ring minders to consider. Five ring minders to consider. And I'm spelling that R I N G. M-I-N-D-E-R-S, ring minders. So we have this ring on our finger. And when we're getting married, the ring is a huge deal. We're shopping for them, we're researching rings, we're looking at rings, and you finally put on the engagement ring, and then you get married, and you put on your wedding band. But after a while, we stop looking at our ring, or we stop noticing the ring. And I remember when I was first shopping for rings for my wife, I we wanted to get a silver type of look. And so initially I bought her white gold, but that had a bad reaction to her skin and her finger turned green. So that didn't work very well. So eventually we had to upgrade to platinum. And then the solitaire I got her, I had no money at the time. I was just graduating undergrad, college. And so I remember the the diamond I got her was very low quality. And I remember we visited her grandma in Germany shortly after she got her engagement ring And her grandma grabbed her finger and looked at it and thought it was glass. That's how low quality the diamond was because it was was very cloudy. (laughs) And so thankfully through the years, I was able to upgrade that diamond to a nicer quality. But those are huge days. Those are huge memories of the ring and picking out the ring. But again, after we're together for a while, we forget to look at our ring. And we forget what our ring signifies, and so that's what today is all about is five ring minders to consider. So every time you look at your ring, I want to encourage you to consider these five questions I'm going to go through. Number one, how much are you putting your marriage first? When we're first courting and dating and first married, all of our energy is going towards our partner. It's new, it's exciting, we're in love, but after a while, if we're not careful, the focus goes outward to mortgage, to kids, to career, etc. cetera. And before long, marriage takes a back seat. It doesn't get our energy. It doesn't get our attention. And it gets lower and lower on our priority lists. So that's the first thing you want to constantly watch out for because the the natural drift in marriage is towards unhappiness because we tend to be selfish by nature, we tend to be distractible by nature, lots of things are vying for our attention, and if, so if we're not intentional and in proactively trying to nurture our relationship, it's the natural drift is towards unhappiness. So that's question number one, is how much are you putting your marriage first? And if you're not, what type of changes do you need to make to put it first? Perhaps that's less of a hobby. Perhaps it's less work hours. Perhaps it's less tech time. Whatever it is for you, but to consider what changes do you need to make to put your marriage first. It's paramount for your marriage to do well. Second question to ask yourself when you're looking at your ring, how much are you one eye in and one eye out? This is a concept I cover elsewhere. And Jenny Schuyler, who's a therapist in Boulder, talks about this concept. And I really enjoy it. And what it is, is it says basically that we have two eyes in marriage. And some of us are two eyes in. And that's the spouse that's preoccupied with themselves, their world, their needs, their concerns, and they lose track of their partner because they're self-absorbed. That's two eyes in. Others of us are two eyes out And that's the person who continually focuses on their partner's needs and what their partner wants and what their partner feels, and they lose track of themselves. And so that's also toxic. So the goal for all of us to become good partners is one eye in and one eye out. And that's the person who's tracking what they feel and what they need and what's best for them while, while they simultaneously consider and track, how will that impact my partner? Because what's their needs? What are their priorities? How are they feeling? So that's one eye in, one eye out. So how are you doing with being one eye in and one eye out? Are you one eye, are you two eyes in? Or are you two eyes out? Or are you one eye in and one eye out? The third question to ask yourself is how much are you noticing your partner's bids and turning towards? This concept comes from John Gottman, and I've taught about this elsewhere. And what it says is that partners are continually making bids for connection. So perhaps it's a bid for affection. Hey, honey, we haven't cuddled in a while. That's a bid. Or perhaps it's a bid for quality time. Hey, honey, we haven't really spent much time together. Do you want to get to, you know, have some time together tonight? That's a bid for quality time. Or perhaps they have a need for sex. And so they make a bid for sex. Like, hey, honey, you're looking pretty sexy in that outfit tonight. That could be a bid for sex. So partners tend to make bids because they need things in the marriage. So they make these bids hoping their partner is going to respond. And when your partner makes a bid, you have three choices. You can turn towards, and that's when you honor it. You can turn away, that's when you ignore it. Or you can turn against, and that's when you become hostile towards the bid. So that's the third question to ask yourself when you're looking at your ring. How much are you noticing your partner's bids and turning towards them? You want to be watching for their bids and practice turning towards Number four, the fourth question, is how much are you tracking your partner's fillers and drainers weekly and getting feedback? So this comes out of marriage step number six, which is staying in love. So the fillers, as a review, are all the things that you need to feel loved and satisfied. And the drainers are all the things that makes you feel negative towards your partner. And so ideally, you have your partner's list, your partner's list of the top three things they need to feel loved and satisfied, and the top three drainers that you do that makes them feel negative towards you. You want to have that list, and you want to be looking at that list daily, and then weekly, you want to ask for feedback. How am I doing on each of these areas of your fillers, and how am I doing on each of these areas of your drainers? You want to get that feedback weekly because that shows that you care, that shows you're trying to be the best partner you possibly can, and when you're getting that feedback, you wanna have the heart of a student, and students are teachable, they're eager to learn, they ask a lot of questions, you wanna avoid that trap of being defensive or defeated when you're getting feedback. So that's question number four. When you look at your ring, ask yourself, how much are you tracking your partner's fillers and drainers weekly, and getting feedback because that's a good partner who does that. Okay, number five, the fifth thing to consider when you're looking at your ring. So the fifth ring minder is how much are you honoring your partner when you're not together? So this is going to look different for each of us, but one way to think about it is how much are you behaving in a way whether it's your actions or your words, that honors your partner in their absence. Is there anything that you would not be doing, that you're currently doing, if your partner was right next to you? So whatever that is for you. Perhaps for some of you, you're drawn to attractive people. And so perhaps you have a tendency to linger at attractive people that you see in your environment. So the question would be, would you be looking at that person as long as you are if your partner is right next to you? So that might be some of you. Others of you, perhaps it's how you talk about your partner or how you talk about other attractive people. Are you honoring your partner with how you talk about them or others when they're not with you? And if you're not, what changes do you need to make to honor them? Because that's a good partner. A good partner is trying to honor their spouse, whether they're together or not, by their actions and their behaviors and et cetera, et cetera. So that's the fifth question. How much are you honoring your partner when you're not together? So look at your ring real quick. Okay, that ring on your finger, let it serve as a reminder, So a reminder to ask yourself these five questions. How much are you putting your marriage first? Second, how much are you one eye in and one eye out? Third, how much are you noticing your partner's bids and turning towards? Fourth, how much are you tracking your partner's fillers and drainers weekly and getting feedback? And five, how much are you honoring your partner when you're not together. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If you found the episode helpful today, be sure to share it with one other person to pay it forward. Also, if you want to improve your marriage, be sure to receive my ABCs. A is my app, Keep the Glow, KTG. This app is to improve your communication. You can download it wherever you get your apps. B is my bootcamp. The bootcamp will provide my best resources and live Q&A with me every week. C is coaching. This is where you will work with one of my master coaches to help you and your partner work through your resentments so that your marriage can improve. To learn more, check the links in the description. And remember, your marriage is alive. If you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.